Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 45 of Straight White Whale. My name's Darren Connell, joined by my trusty colleague, gaffer, producer, director, Paul. Lover. Lover, yes, we're working towards that. I will make love to you one day. But see, before we get into this, we need to read out the sponsors. So, Michael Burns is our new sponsor. The information will pop up in the screen with his name and his contact information. I'm dyslexic, so I've wrote this down in a way that I can get this out and everybody can understand it. So, bear with me. So, Lamb Solutions Limited, they are a property maintenance company. So if you need anything in your house done, like kitchens, bathrooms, anything like that, get in touch with Lamb Solutions Limited, Michael Burns. They do drainage drainage works, pipe works, outside pipes, all that type of shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> pipe works is like a mad gay sauna somewhere <laughs> In Glasgow. <laughs> I've never heard of that before in my life. I've seen a Twitter feed. <laughs> That's your so next sponsor. He does pipe works, does he? Yes. Michael, you do pipe works, mate. Sorry. And, no, it's cool. It's completely cool. I'm just dyslexic and I'm a wee bit slow. <laughs> and plus you're talking about gay sauna sex. I'm like, what? Uh, I'm getting horny. Um, <laughs> so every single business says this and it's quite cheesy. No job is too big and they'll always do it. But I know Michael, we went to school together, he's a good grafter, and that is true when he says this. Not only that, it's getting to the kind of weather now that... Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He's also doing, like, outside gutters, because it's that time of year that everybody's gutters are getting fault to the brim, so he cleans gutters as well. And he also washes windows. Jack of all trades, mate. So see if you need your kitchen sorted, your gutters cleaned, and your windies washed. Michael Burns is your man. Or your arse shagged. Why do you ruin everything in my life that I've ever tried to start? Sorry. From humble beginnings, you've ruined it. So Michael Burns. 
He's mobile. He's mobile numbers oh, on the screen. No. Nate, why don't we don't get a fucking sponsor for this podcast? Can't so fucking be texting his mobile like ah, I'm on doing pipe walls, Michael. Aye, what, what I know. pipe? Michael, he's a, he's a working class guy with a family. He, he doesn't even swear, and he's getting text messages off bears like meet me tonight. They price job on my ass. No job too big. Mm-hmm. Or too small. Exactly. And then before we get into the... Are you tuning into the mic? Will people hear that? Mm. You fucking pig, man. Full-blown lip-smacking into the fucking mic. What is that anyway, you're eating? Chewing gum, do you want one? No. Um, before we get into it, I like to always give a shout-out to Back On Side. Back On Side are a mental health charity that help young guys, mostly in sports, like football players that are retired and they're struggling after retirement, or maybe young guys that are struggling to become professional, and that can have a lot of effects on people's mental health. So Back On Side are there to help those guys out, but they also help everybody out. I get therapy from Back On Side. I'm getting therapy right now from them. I've been doing it for about 12 weeks, and I feel incredible. If that's something that you don't think would work for you, go onto their website. There's a list of numbers there. Samaritans, Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Gambling Anonymous, all that stuff that might not help you, but if you've got a friend or a family member that you think is struggling, then you can get all that information off their website for absolutely free. So that's my wee punt there to the mental health charities. I always like to do that. And Michael Burns a sponsor as well. I know me and Paul were having a laugh there about all that stuff, but genuinely, if you're looking for a tradesman that you can trust, times are tough right now, money's quite tight, you've got my word that Michael's a good guy. So, let's get into the podcast, baby. Baby. Episode 45, Paul. Oh no. It's good, isn't it? Right. Get any feedback for your birthday episode? Yes, it went well. A lot of people were like, that was a beautiful moment when I sang Beauty and the Beast to you. Mm-hmm. Two straight guys, just going for it, man. Two straight, air quotes, straight guys. Air quote guys. Aye, air quote. <laughs> air quote guys. I have sucked a cock, by the way, accidentally once when I was <laughs> out my nut. <laughs> accidentally? Yeah, it was an accident. I can't go into it too much. Mouth. Can't go into the details. It's a joke that I do in my set. I'm not going to ruin one of my jokes, but I have sucked a penis. Have you sucked a penis? No. Unfo- ev- unfortunately not. Not even by mistake? Not even tripped up and one slipped into my mouth. The only, I suppose, the closest thing that I've had to what would be some sort of bi or gay sex experience is, is that there was a guy um, primary school. We went for swimming lessons in like primary seven. And he just started wanking in front of everybody. <laughs> and we were like, I can remember just trying to ignore it. Oh, really? But there was like, we'd went, I don't, I don't know why, but we had this like period in primary school, primary six, primary seven, we had a chess club and chess. That's a fucking Catholic school in Ridry, in East End of Glasgow, but we were all like mad into chess. Mm-hmm. And I can just remember two guys sitting playing chess on like the the bench in White Hill swimming, and this guy's standing over them, just fucking tugging at his dick. To chess? No, just to them, just having a laugh, like just howling, just fucking wanking his dick. 
Um, and then I spit roasted a bird with a mate once when I was in my early twenties. So right. I've I've been with within the vicinity of um, a red penis. penises. Yeah. Um, but no, I've never sucked on one. But you know, try everything once. Yeah. See what you like. You're lost, mate. It's like bone marrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's something bone marrow a bone is it <laughs> well, <I'll... laughs> um <laughs> i think it looks hard mate no no the the penises but the actually dana like can do no lasses like class and easy i don't know but it looks like a fucking workout man looks like especially some of the fucking ones that you see popping up on twitter you're like oh, what the fuck are they doing there man aye proper grafters <laughs> putting in a shift <laughs> that's a full shift but you were talking about the birthday podcast people uh, had a positive um feedback people loved the song that i sang to you um i've noticed we're getting a lot of reviewers on spotify and apple podcasts so as always if you listen to it please chuck us a five star review share i know that people don't really retweet things or share things on facebook anymore but listen, if you're in a WhatsApp group with the boys, your pals, girl pals, whatever, send them over because um, we're trying our best and it's gone well and all. So there we go. 115 five-star reviews on Spotify, mate. That's fucking class. Not bad, eh? I work with a lot of podcasts and I work with a couple that are, would be considered big Scottish podcasts and they're nowhere near that amount of reviews on Spotify. Wow. I think we're doing... I, th I think we're officially the best post podcast in Scotland, mate. We're different. We're different, that's for sure. Do you know why we're different? Why? Because we're real. I bear my soul to these cunts. We keep it real. I do bear my soul to these cunts. Fucking they don't right. realise how much I love them. I would fucking die for them. I say that to people at the stand on Sunday. The guys that are regular viewers to the podcast, they're coming up, oh, darn, the gig's brilliant. I'm like, that to their face. I'd fucking die for you, mate. I'd die for you, you cunt. Shout out to the guy at the bar. I can't remember his name. Can't remember his name. Terrible. Good lad, though. He came up and politely interrupted a conversation between me and you and was like, oh, Darn. And I was like, I'll take a wee step back here, let Darn have his moment. And then he went, no, I'm a podcast listener. You're poor, aren't you? Sound as fuck, mate. Mm -hmm. I've never had that. It's cool, isn't it? Aye. It's nice. Aye, it is nice. Um, it's intimidating at the same time. Yeah. Because there was a point where I was sitting at the stand and I was sort of thinking to myself, how many, how many of the people in here know who I am? Know what you've been talking about? Mm -hmm. I was trying to finger my bird under the table in the stand, but... Listen to me, mate. If we're going to the top, I'm all in. See if anything happens. You're getting dragged down with me, though. Cool. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, Sunday was good. Uh, Darren Connell and the Funny Bunch. Uh, Paul was there with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's friend and i was all right it's good night was that a smirk of it i don't know why i'm smirking <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a good night and what i thank the putter the punters for coming to the show it was a great show um all the acts were amazing have to do a shout out to liam dolan though because liam dolan is a professional actor that has been in like Frankie and Josie and he does the pavilion panto and stuff. Right. He's a, a professional actor, right? Right. And um, he started doing stand-up comedy. I don't even think he's done 10 gigs. 
and he smashed it on Sunday. Killed it, mate. Aye. Very similar to when Susie McCabe did the first gig. I think he was the same level. Like, funny. Uh-huh. The, the crowd reaction. Aye, mate. So, aye. Big shout out to Liam Dolan. Gavin Webster was brilliant. Paul McDaniel and our American friend, Mike Copaloza. They all done well. So... The funny bunch will be back at the it's at the end of each month. So the next one, completely new lineup and all that. And Paul will be there with Absolutely. his girlfriend and maybe another pal. No, no, same one. Same pal. Or yes. you want me to bring the same pal? Yeah. Um, if there's any single guys out there, and I'm going to ask you why you think this is, but there seems to be a prevalent um, presence of like young, attractive women at your gig, mate. Because I I'm a babe magnet. I believe. Why? Why do you think that is? I think I've got a childlike innocence to me. Right. And I, I brag about having a big hog very often. Right. I think it's just the childlike innocence. So why do you think that attracts women? <laughs> the childlike innocence? Mm-hmm. They know I'm not going to be bad. Right. You're no threat. Yeah. But then you'll find out later that night. As there full foot is in the back of my throat <laughs> that they realize it's just a persona uh-huh and you're really like a fucking toe goblin i'm ted bundy i'm the scottish red dragon i'm fucking obsessed with that film man tam bundy <laughs> dardo bundy so before we get into it i always like to ask you how are you sorry mate. Just how can you that, casually just get the full fit down the back of my throat anyway paul How's your week been? It's no, I don't even think it's been a fucking week, has it? You were in here Monday as well. Monday, aye. You were in here doing the Pine Bean show. Yes. On Monday. How have you been since the last podcast? Um, I've been absolutely fine. Although, <clears throat> Sunday night, fucking, I had like four or five pints. And I fucked me up until yesterday. It was like a pure fucking two-day hangover after like fucking four pints, man. It's pathetic, but... Yeah, I seen I seen you and your, your gal on Monday and the two of you as well looking tired, man. Oh, mate, I was fucked, mate. Absolutely yeah. fucked. I was fucked and I wasn't even drinking. Aye, but you didn't get home too late, did you? No. But, aye. I also... So you've had a good week since then? Aye, since then, mate. Just aye. been busy. Get a day off tomorrow. I didn't even get a day off in the bank holiday because they fucking... Ball bags booked you in for a fucking podcast. I did say that to them. I said, Paul takes a Monday off. And they're like, no, it's free in the diary. I, like, right. I forgot to put it in. Like, I go in every four weeks and do the next four weeks black out the Monday. Yeah. I forgot to do it. And um, so I'm after tomorrow. Not too bad. The guys at Bras and Arms podcast have been very accommodating and cancelled their weekly recurring Thursday 2 p.m. booking um, yeah. so that I can have a day after tomorrow. That's so I've not a day off since last Monday. Aye. Because the both of us were fucked in Monday, weren't they? Oh, mate. I was I was fried, mate. My, my head was fried. My head was fried yesterday as well. This is the first day that I feel back to normal. Yeah. Aye. Because uh, when we started Ross Daly's podcast, as the Pie and Beans, Ross asked us a question. And I'm, a, I'm quite a stuttery guy anyway, and sometimes I don't pronounce words properly and stuff, but see, when you're tired... I was just like, oh man, I feel fucked here, but it is what it is. I also feel like I need to share something with you. Okay. A, a major moment in my life. Okay, let's hear it. So I've been calorie counting for 88 days. Right. And I haven't had any junk food. 
during that time. King. Saturday was a a gig, a good gig. And obviously when you're gigging, you're fucked, right? It's a good gig on Saturday. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, they don't listen, mate. Aye, don't tell them. <laughs> Thank fuck they weren't at the gig on Sunday. Um, <laughs> imagine, that, imagine that. Oh my God, Fjord. Oh, how did how did Saturday go? Aye, we booked Darren Connell. It's all right. Yeah. A couple of people turned up, but then we went to the stand on Sunday and there was 200 people. Aye. <laughs> Blow the roof off the fucking place. Aye. So... But I got to, that is a wee in-joke there between me and Paul. Because it was bank, basically, I'm going to share with the punters, right? It's nothing to do with brothers in arms. It was a bank holiday weekend. Everybody's fucking melted, melted full of drugs and alcohol. Everywhere in Glasgow, it's not just gigs. So Saturday was a bit mental. I just found it quite comical that it was a mental health charity. Do you know what I mean? Right. I walk into the room, I'm like, coffee use cunts need therapy, man. <laughs> Never mind this fucking comedy night. But I Sunday night came, I was shattered, I was exhausted, 88 days calorie counting, I never ate any food during the day, and I had a cup of tea and I felt sick, because I was that nervous. Right. So see, when I got home for the stand, mm -hmm. uh, I was so tired and so hungry, I ordered junk food. Right. And my old mind is gone, you're a failure, you fucked it here, don't eat it. And then it I had Donna kebab pizza with onion rings. Kidding on. I was kidding on. A cheeseburger with salad on it. Mm -hmm. A small portion of chips and curry sauce. Mm -hmm. And a small portion of onion rings. Okay. And that's all I had. All day? All day. So I just put into my fitness pal 3,000 calories. I don't think it was 3,000 calories. But I was I just done it for my maintenance thing. Right. But I ate it. I didn't feel bad. But the old me is like, you failed, you failed, you failed. But the new me is like, you never failed. It was just one meal mm -hmm. and it was through it the whole day. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've actually went through some type of barrier right. that I've no fucked my, my life. Because mm -hmm. if I had that on Sunday, then I would have woke up on Monday and I would have just ate whatever. Right. And then I would have just been on a fucking six month binge back right. to 20 stone. So I kind of feel like I've walked through something. I won't make it often though, because when I was eating it, I was like, aye, no. aye, proper, like, it was like, I don't know if you have, I talk about Red Dragon quite a lot, it's a film that was out 20 years ago about Hannibal Lecter, when he's in the library and he's eating pages at the Bible, mm -hmm. he's proper, I was like that with chips, <laughs> like proper tap off, like proper, ah, oh, like, I'll never, I know that I want to be skinny, but I've, I realise that I'll never be skinny. If you're eating chips and curry sauce and having an orgasm, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, have you, have you ever done that? Like, I don't know if you're the same, but. Have the, I ever done what? I would have done that on Sunday and I, I would have felt like I've ruined. Oh, hit the fuck it button. Aye. After like fucking caving into temptation on something. And then I would have felt like <clears> a failure. And then I wouldn't have been able to pull it back. Mm. Um, I, I, I have done it. I have done it. Um, I've been on like mad fucking sex binges and stuff like that. I'm trying, I was trying to think there, like with food, when I used to be fat, I wasn't really like trying to lose weight. I was just, 
no giving a fuck. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't like pure awe. I wish I could lose weight. And why can I not lose weight? I was like going to the garage and buying like family size bars of dairy milk and big bags of Haribo and Walker sensations and just having a rare old turkey myself and eating McDonald's like two or three times a day. I wasn't giving a fuck. It wasn't like I was trying to lose weight. But I've definitely done that where I've been like, right, I'm going to like maybe my last relationship, I'm going to be good. I'm going to, I need to gear this up. I don't, doesn't make me feel good and mm. I'm searching for something and I don't even get it for the thing that I'm trying to search it for. And then the next minute I would have, I, I'd have been doing something that I shouldn't have been doing and then I'm just like, oh, fuck it. So I've definitely done that. But I like what you're saying, mate, because was it like a kebab shop burger? Aye. Right. And a small portion of chips as in like the square polystyrene, no like the, the, the yeah. right. I would say, and onion rings. Was that a double burger or single burger? It was a grilled cheeseburger. Right. On a bun with salad. Right, nothing special, nothing crazy, no pulled pork, no nah. fucking gravy right it, right? I would say you're probably lucky if it was 1,500 calories total for everything. Yeah. So not only did you come in under your maintenance calories, you also fasted. So you definitely didn't fuck it yeah. on Sunday. But you're saying, oh, don't want to do that too often and whatever. Hey, see if you do that once a week, once every two weeks, once a month, whatever you want to do. Nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. I think I've finally became aware. Maybe it might help people as well. Because you're talking about sex addiction. I think it's all connected, by the way. I think I think that that hole in the soul is very similar to alcohol, drugs, sex, gambling. I think it's all connected. And then when you get your fix, whether it's a, a fucking kebab pizza or sex, mm -hmm. you feel like euphoric during it. But after it, you're fucking dead inside. Ah, the shame. I you. think it's all connected. But I, I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm 35 now, I've realized that the all or nothing thing is not healthy and it's not sustainable. So mm -hmm. if you if you're working hard all week, and you're having a couple of fucking biscuits with a cup of tea, I wouldn't feel too bad. So about fuck. It. Aye. Aye. Or even things like you're talking. About, I mean, I don't think sex addiction's ever been a thing with me. But see, even if you had a kink or a fetish or something, and you mm -hmm. shared it with a partner, as long as you're not like fucking eating shit or something, like you shouldn't be ashamed. <laughs> you shouldn't be ashamed of having a wee fetish Aye, but i feel like normal people are like no i shouldn't share that do you know what i mean the shadow the shadow that follows them about yes as long as you're not breaking the law mate especially with like and as long as you're doing things with other consenting adults i don't think there's anything wrong with whatever the fuck you want to get away in your spare time mm -hmm. but it's when it's um having a detrimental impact on your physical or mental health time you know i think that even if you do have a fetish, right? Um, and if if you're feeling shame and that that's having an impact on your mental health and you're saying to yourself, I don't want to do this, I want to have a break, for instance, and you can't, you're only able to fucking control your impulses, I would say that that's a time for you to do some work. Yeah. Knuckle down a wee bit maybe for a, a couple of months and you know, just gee into every time you're like, oh, fuck it. I'd say that what you just said there is probably one of the most common things that people that I know are like, I will work all week. It's like, oh, cool. So you just want to harm your mental health. 
So because you go to work all week, you work hard all week, it's like you're make, you're thinking that's an alright excuse to like self harm. What through like alcohol abuse? Or? Whatever. Aye. Like other people are like, what well, fucking I go to work and that means that I should be able to take five gram of coke at the weekend and yeah. wake up on a Sunday and feel like a piece of shit. It's like I don't know about that man. Like I don't know. I'm at that stage now, no. What? You've only got two days off. Why do you want a blackout with alcohol and cocaine and mm -hmm. all that stuff? Mm -hmm. Mental, isn't it? it? It is, mate. It is. It's, and I think that, especially with the cocaine use, mate, I think that's a, a sleeping beast in our society, definitely. The amount of young people that I know that's just normal for them to just take a line, take yes. keys in the pub is like, I it's like crazy man when i was young people you would lucky if i took coke you know once a month although it'd be fair i was fucking gobbing like five eckies on a saturday night but like. aye i've noticed though like when i was taking coke with my mates it was never in the pub but i mean you take a wee line or something but it was like right we're finished in the pub let's go back to our house party it was never i've noticed cocaine abuse get trickling into comedy nights as well I've never seen that. Are people taking coke in the green room or whatever? No, no, punters. Right, In aye. the audience for a gear. Aye. At a comedy night. Even aye, when aye. I was a full-blown alky chinghead cunt, I would never take gear to a comedy night. Mate, I've seen cunts fucking ordering their grams at christenings. Mental. Never mind fucking comedy nights. It's just any excuse, isn't it, mate? And I remember going to a family wedding. And my uncle's dead now. And they're not going to be listening to this anyway. But he married into a family addicts really uh, um it's a fun it's quite a funny story but um he was like maybe about 65 year old and he was getting remarried and he was getting married and she's a lovely woman like she was a lovely woman i don't know if she's still she's still alive my uncle died like maybe about five or six years ago but yeah they were both fucking rat ass drunk and they were like groping each other at the altar but like her son was sitting in the front row like bloated like methadone that he's fucking mind mate like oh, literally wow. see that pure mouth hanging open eyes half shut like eyes rolled back into his head so <laughs> that's, that's what her family were like they were clearly like came for Eldrie, working class heroin like fucking all, all the rest of it and we went back to this like they were catholics so i don't know it wasn't like a church hall but it might have been a fucking masons or so i don't know but like a community center type thing where they had the bar set up in the corner and one of our sons went round the table going like what are you wanting and me, me and my sister and my brother-in-law and my bird at the time were like that like a you all we got a free drink and he was like no dealers in the car park and there was a guy sitting in a fucking range rover in the car park mate and this cunt was going to me a piece of paper taking orders for fucking drugs but see that that is that happens now more than that was out of the norm. That was in like 2008 or something, 2007. So that was a long time ago, like 14, 15 years ago. See now, that type of thing's normal. Yeah. I went to a party no long ago where a drug dealer just turned up with a backpack. Pure wheat. Any cunt. Just like, dishing them out. Uh -huh. That's mad, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Aye, it's no good. Back in the day when I was a boy. So what did you order then? <laughs> what one? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, the one that my uncles uh, we were like, no nah, man, my sister's my sister and my brother-in-law no into that shit. Do you know what I mean? He used to smoke cash, not, but it wasn't like you wanting weed or anything. It was like, wait, you wanting 
Mandy, Coke, we were just like, no. And, and it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. Aye. But yeah. at the party, um, that party that I was saying, like, I was just like, no thanks, man. You're no, thank right. you. Aye, I'm all right. I remember being at a funeral once and it was a guy that I knew that died through an accident. He fell. And uh, we were all on the bus and people were like, yeah, cut on my line. They were all taking lines. And then I'm not going to name them, right? But there was a line of coke there. Mm-hmm. And they were like, ah, it's for you, brother. And I'm just sitting there, 19 year old, like, guy, this, I don't think this is right. Mm-hmm. This life is no, this is not going to end well. Uh, <laughs> they're honoring their deed pal by cutting them a line. And somebody like, don't waste it. Because it was in a bu- like a school bus that you rent. So mm-hmm. see the the yellow sign at the back of the school bus? It uh-huh. shows you like a teacher walking with a kid. Uh-huh. The lines were getting cut off that. <laughs> Mental. I feel like mm. I need to say, I know, know a lot of people noticed this. See my walkout music on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Do you know what it was? Mm, don't remember. The Brood, Gangrel, WWE. What was it? I don't even know what that is. It's a very specific old wrestling entrance song right. and they, they pick up on it i seen you go cut and the guy didn't cut no fucking cut aye. didn't even fade it out he just went boom turned it <laughs> off aye. Aye. <laughs> so there we go um i've got a list of subjects here i know that i want to get into um i feel like i'm on twitter and all i'm seeing is the new jeffrey Dahmer thing on netflix right I've started to watch it. Oh, have, have you? you? Have you watched it? No. I want to talk about it. Okay. I don't mind spoilers. I know what happened. Aye. Everybody knows the story. And to be fair, it is amazing filmmaking, right? The quality of direction <clears throat> and storytelling is incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Even visually, like the colours and stuff are really good. Um, There's two things I want to bring up. Okay. There's an episode. I won't try to spoil it, right? But it's about all his victims. One of his victims was a black guy that was deaf. Right. And I love horror and I love all that stuff. I watched it last night and I felt like it damaged me. Like it really, truly disturbed me because it's a true story as well. Right. But the the black guy was so sweet and so innocent and he's gay as well so he's like looking for love and see back in the day like when it was casual one night stands he he would never have like casual sex with the black guy no right so anytime he was trying to get picked up in the club he's like i'm looking for love and it was really really sad and right. he started going out with jeffrey dormer and jeffrey dormer was the first that was the first time he started to like somebody right and it was so disturbing and i was like Turned the fucking telly off. I was like, I can't believe I just watched that. A lot of people are saying that it's quite, like, aye, disturbing. And I'm, well, I'll, what's your second point? Sorry, don't want to interrupt you. My second point is that I feel like it's a form of, like, gore porn or something like that. When I'm just like, why do we keep going through the same stuff? There's, like, 40 films on Ted Bundy. This is, this is, well, mate, it's like you fucking just read my mind there because I was going to say, like, why we, I'm not, I'm not obsessed with this shit. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't like watching, I I enjoy watching, 
Right. See if it was like, say, a Sunday afternoon. There's nothing on, and you're like, oh, let's watch the Ted Bundy documentary or whatever like that. And they're like, well made documentaries. They've got old footage and interviews and stuff like that. I do enjoy it, but I'm not like, I don't think that, you see the way people are fucking mental for them and like listening to podcasts and blah, blah. Uh-huh. I'm not like that. I find it quite like, I, f- I find them quite disturbing. And I'll tell you one of the things that I find even more fucking strange that people watch them right before they go to their fucking bed. Yeah. Well, why do you think that we're so obsessed with like serial killers and like Fred West and Myra Hindley and all this sort of like Peter Tobin and that they're the British ones, but like yeah. Ted Bundy and fucking Jeffrey Dahmer and I've I've not seen it with British ser- serial killers, but I'm I put into the search bar. I found it quite comical. The guy that's playing him is an amazing actor, right? But he sounds like Johnny Depp. He sounds like he's doing a Johnny Depp impression. Right, okay. So I put it into the search bar to see what I could find. Uh-huh. And see the amount of people that are romanticizing him, saying that he's sexy and all that stuff. So there's a couple of scenes that he's taking his top off and on. He's fucking ripped, man. Like, as an actor. Aye, uh, uh, but was Jeffrey Dahmer fucking ripped? I don't he know. Wasn't he wasn't ripped, like, uh, was like he beautiful? A, a, I mean, he wasn't ugly, but it's not the way that they're making him out to be. Right. Like, the cunt's got a six-pack with a V and all that. Right. He's hairless and he's shiny and all these daft wee lassies are like, oh, he's cute. And then, obviously, guys are finding him attractive and all. And I'm like, what what the fuck is this? When was Dharma? I think it was early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Right. I mean, cunt. Most most people were walking about with full bush and... You know what I mean? Like gay guys had the tash and stuff like <laughs> that. Like that was the sort of gay look, no, like this fucking V, you know what I mean? Like neck down alopecia that we get nowadays for like anybody that's in any sort of like role of any significance. It's like you're not allowed to have body hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we've, I don't know if we're romanticizing, mate. I think we're fetishizing it and it's yeah. becoming more of a sort of sexually violent sort of like thing where we're like, ooh. And you're right, we don't. Well, I mean, to be perfectly honest, if there was somebody out there that was like, oh man, Fred West, like what? Aye, like Fred fucking West. Fucking chew an apple for a letterbox, man, <laughs> fuck's sake. Like, Aye. We've never had a sexy serial killer in this country. <laughs> Plus, have you heard him? Have you heard him speak? No. It's like, proper, why I? No, well. <laughs> was what? it a Jordy? <laughs> <laughs> like D- uh, Derby or whatever that is. Oh, uh, like, Yorkshire? Aye. Right, Aye. okay. Right. Why I, man? That's Newcastle, <laughs> but it's like similar to that. Yeah, but we've definitely, and women are the worst for it as mm-hmm. well. Women, Some women are obsessed with us, like murderous men. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And, um... I wonder if it's like this sort of like power thing, you know what I mean? Like this sort of weird dominating, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, don't... mate, anytime, I've not really been with anybody recently, but anytime I've went with, so I've shared if I've had one night stands or if, if, if I've been with somebody, uh-huh. I'm like, right, what are you into? And I've told, I've said on this podcast, uh, I have a foot fetish, right? Mm-hmm. I remember being with someone once and she was like, do you have any fetishes? And I'm like starting to hit a beamer on stuff. I'm like, I like maybe when a woman wears a nice high heel or I've got a wee bit of a foot fetish, totally ashamed to say that, right? And then I'm like, what are you into? And she's like, ah, home invasion, ski masks. I want somebody to kick down my door fake home invasion i'm like fucking hell man i feel embarrassed for saying i like something at all i'm pretty sure that rape role play is like one of the number one not spoken about female fantasies like i think if you go to like reddit and these types of things it's quite a lot of people a lot of women that are like they don't want to be raped obviously Uh like that's isn't what's going on but the the role playing of it or like the pretend of it and then obviously choking spanking bit of pain so there's definitely something to that but you get these women that are like you know become pen pals and then marry like murderers and stuff and i just i don't know man i don't i don't get what the obsession is other than we're so fucking stimulated that we need so much stimulation to feel excited that we're getting to the point now where it's like serial killers that's what does it for me like yeah. you're gonna get him with a bird and God, but like, what you're into, and you're going to be like, oh, like a like a painted toenail, and she'll be like, that's weird, and you'll be like, oh, oh well. But what you're into, and she's like, um, you know, I really want somebody to wear my face as a hat. I'm like, that's, that's what I'm fucking. Can you into. make my skull into an ashtray? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake! But I man, we're definitely obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, do you think that Peter Sutcliffe, the Yorkshire Ripper? Is like the closest that we've got to like a sexy serial killer in the UK. Peter Sutcliffe. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was that sexy. He's a bit of an ugly bastard. I think for his time, it's the 70s, he had a beard, he had a wee afro. I don't know. Yeah, he looked odd. There's no mm. really any handsome serial killers in Britain, are there? I never really got that, and I suppose I'm a straight white guy, so my opinion on fucking male attract being attracted to men's, but I can I can appreciate a good looking guy. Yeah. Like I appreciate you when you walk into the room. Thank you, mate. I appreciate you as well. But there's a cuck thing between me and you. I'm the cuck, obviously. Right, you just want to watch me shag someday. It's not even that. I just I give you all my power. Because <laughs> okay, okay. I was gonna say we could arrange that, but anyway, do that um, if you want. I'm keeping my tap on though. <laughs> but um, I can appreciate a good-looking guy, you know. Like I suppose when I'm when I'm thinking that, I'm thinking like Bradley Cooper, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. These are like the top one percent. So maybe I can't like appreciate a good-looking guy. Yeah. But I never thought that fucking Ted Bundy. See when like that documentary was on, all these women are like, oh, Ted Bundy was hot, and I'm like, are we looking at the same guy? Nah, his face looks like a piece of sausage. Like, I, what the aye. fuck is going on? Now, I admire the confidence and 
you know, like the story about him that he jumped off his top bunk for like every day for like 90 days so that he had the fucking ability to jump out a fucking three-story window and like all that sort of stuff. But I never thought that he was good looking. No. I thought he looked like a weirdo. Yeah. If you look at some of his photos, I know it's like proper uh, ugly bastard. Mm -hmm. He's been romanticised. Zac Efron playing him. You're like, come on, take Come on, fuck. fuck. I know, it's weird. Do you think that we could have a serial killer nowadays. It's got to be so tough, eh? Like DNA just sort of like nipped that in the fucking bud. DNA, CCTV everywhere, sex workers as well. Like everything's through mobile phones and internet. And trackable. And, aye, trackable. Uh, so I've heard... <laughs> <laughs> I heard... I heard the hypothesis that is uh, porn becomes more readily available these guys can live their fantasies out in a sort of digital way. They no longer need to go and actually do the real acts. Wow. I don't know how true that is, mate. Aye. That's mad. Mm -hmm. I recommend a book to you. I know that you're not really into the, the actual serial killer side, but I think you might enjoy the psychology side. Mm -hmm. So there's a book called FBI Mindhunter Inside the FBI's Elite Serial C Crime Unit. And it's by a guy called John E. Douglas. Right. And they turned it into a Netflix special. I was going to say, I thought I've seen that somewhere, that Mindhunter. Yep. So I think I, I might have seen that, like the thumbnail. I've never, yeah. I've never watched it, but... Um. Something happened with pr production side and I think they stopped it, but it was a very successful TV show. I'm sure I've, I've just got deja vu. I might have mentioned this in the podcast before. But he started working in the FBI back in the 60s and he came up with criminal profiling and psychology. But because they were so backward back then, see, when he was profiling crim criminals, mm -hmm. they thought he was into, like, witchcraft and fucking black magic because they were so far behind. So he was involved in catching Ted Bundy. See, like, cr criminal profiling is when a police officer's, like... We've got reason to believe that it's a 30-year-old man, white, medium build. Mm -hmm. It was him that came up with that. Right. He was so ahead of his time. And uh, it's a great book. I've not got the best attention span. I remember going to my mate's house once, and he's like, my dad's got this book, you should read it. You did tell me about it before. On um, the podcast? Aye, mate, it's on Audible. I'm going um, to listen to it. I'm going to have a listen to it. It's amazing. So I recommend that to everyone uh listening to the podcast. I bet you any money that Google could tell you who the potential serial killers are through just and or just people's internet search history. Like I bet you any money that the FBI, you know, they could probably pull like that because Aye. of the profiling that they do like this person is like mate, see I was saying this to somebody, like, they just profile you straight away. Like, my mate was, like, talking about his Instagram. He's, um, he was like, I'm trying to clean up my explore. He's like, it's just tits and arses and, like, birds in the gym. And I was just, he was, I was like, mate, I don't think you can clean that up. He was like, how? And I was like, because you're a 39-year-old straight white guy. And, unfortunately, that is all coming for your peers. That's yeah. all they're looking at. And you fit into that bracket. So, I'm just going to push that to you. And I started a TikTok to just 
I don't know why I don't go on it, but I don't know why I started it. I think I started it to just look at clips and like just to be like, oh, what are they doing? And about a sort of product research and what I'm doing with video editing. Mm -hmm. And um, as soon as I went on as well, it was just tits juggling, man. That was it. And I'd never searched anything on it, man. As soon as I went in, it was just birds yeah. bouncing on the spot with their boobs and then spinning around and their arse bouncing. Yeah. And there's a wee stupid I... song in the background that kind of hypnotizes you. I don't... I... Got, I've got my phone permanently on fucking mute, but it's just weird to see that. So the internet is profiling us. See all that? The, you're saying that's the stem oh. of the shit, the info that they have took to use to profile us on the internet and get us to sell shit to us and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So uh, yeah, it's a bit of sort of black magic. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I'm even, I'll even think, oh, I might need something. And it's like, what about this? And you're like, fuck's sake, man. I know. You're talking about a product and then it appears. But I, it's, it's the morbid curiosity of the beyond, I Aye. think. There's a... I, I had to do this for... Um, we did this uh, course section of a course that I did. Um, where they were talking about like good and bad people. Because part of being a therapist is coming to the realisation that there aren't really good and bad people in the world. What we have is people who are, like, hurt or, like, aye, like, sort of damaged people, and they do bad things. Mm. So there's no denying that people, humans out there, do bad things, but ultimately, if you're going to be a therapist, you need to wake up to the fact that that exists inside you because you're a human being as well, right? It's like, you can't... It's, to, it's, it's a way of becoming non-judgmental, of what people do with their life yeah and obviously like people need to be punished for doing bad things but this is the premise of this whole course is like are there good and bad people in the world and they used jeffrey darmore as, as an example and they showed us this interview and if you want to go and watch his dad it's on youtube and i'm sure we watched it on youtube and if, if you can't find it i'll see if i can find a link to it somewhere yeah there was an interview with his dad that he did on tv and they were saying to him do you hate your son? And he was like, no, I could never hate my son. Um, and they were like, why? And he said, well, I had the same urges. The dad said that? Mm -hmm. And he's like, but I just never gave in to them. Wow. So his dad was like, I know, I know what he went through. And it was hell for me not, like, to get into that. Like, he was like, I've battled it my full life. So, no, I don't hate him. I never knew that. It's incredible, mate. Incredibly powerful interview as well, and you're just like, fuck, man. Aye. And I've had a couple of experiences on hallucinogenics that have been along that sort of line. Mm -hmm. I've been able to hear, like, one of the ones that I had was, um, i seen, I'm not going to say exactly what I, what what happened, because people will be like, fuck off and bullshit. I've had people being like, you're talking shit. I'm like, well, this is what happened, but... Somebody who's a very, very powerful historical uh, figure, and I could hear his thoughts. And wow. as he was doing what he was doing, which is condemned throughout history, what the guy did, I could I could hear the doubt in his mind, going like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this, and blah, blah, blah. But then there was like another voice sort of like convincing him to do it. And it's a sort of duality of like being a human being that we all have this sort of dark side. But I think it's almost like that realization that if you don't manage yourself you could end up in their situation because we're all just victims of our environment and it's if you were them 
you would probably do the same stuff. Yeah. It's a very good way of looking at stuff because you no longer think, oh, I could never do that. Aye. Yes, you fucking could. Like, yeah. I know people who led amazing lives and things have happened to them and then they just do, they just do like a 180 on themselves. And if that's to happen to us, it's just like, it's not like a pure be afraid of that. It's more of like stay on top of yourself and don't fucking think that you can't do these terrible things that these other people do because we're all human at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, mate. I get it all the time as well. I mean, I don't want to kill people, but when I see, like, if I'm in the street and I see a Ned be cheeky to an old woman, I'm like, I want to fucking smash a slab of that guy's head. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I won't, but the thought's there. That was a bit deep. That is very dark. Bobby from Scott Squad said they just wanted to kill somebody with a slab. <laughs> <laughs> like Red Dragon, slab above the head. <laughs> so, aye, we've got some other subjects to talk about. I, how long have we done? 46 minutes. 46 minutes, right. So we've got, I've got a bell to their story that I'll finish with, but I put the question out. I said, we're filming the podcast today. Does anybody get any questions? And one person responded. And guess what they said? What? Do you think we will survive this hurricane? I clicked into his profile and it was a mad random for America that's followed me for years. Uh-huh. So nobody asked any questions. Just a guy that's trapped in a hur hurricane in America. Where is he? I'm not too sure. Is he all right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you going to follow up with him? <laughs> I, I'll ask him the night. What do you think? Do you think he's going to survive the hurricane? I think so. Uh, uh, hmm. I don't know, man. At least we, if he does not, we've got something to talk about next week. <laughs> but he asked me ages ago to send him a signed autograph. And I'm like, mate, you live in America, man. If I send that air, it will cost us like 30, 40 quid or something. <laughs> oh, my fuck. Unless you're going to send me the money, I'll send it. I'll send you a photo of one. <laughs> I send you a selfie. So 46 minutes we've done. Mm -hmm. You want to do about an hour? Aye. Right, okay. You want to know my belter air story? Aye. Is this going to take 15 minutes? Well, it doesn't matter. We'll, count, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Right, so I won't name the company, but I got my hair transplant from a place called Merchant City Medical. Mm -hmm. They're very good people and they've done good things. They sponsored the podcast. I've not spoke to them for a long time. And I get a random email in my, my inbox the other day. And it was from a hair transplant company that wasn't Merchant City Medical. Right. But they were talking to me in a way that they knew me. And, you know, a lot of it is probably my fault as well. Because I just, it was like an innocence. I never really thought anything about it. I was like, why is he talking to me like he knows me? Hi, Darren. How you doing? We're doing this refer a scheme friend. um, Like refer a friend uh -huh. thing. You'll get a certain amount of money if you get a friend in. And if you want to come in and talk about your treatment, you can come in. So I said, oh, where's where's Paul? And they're like, Paul left. I was like, oh, that's a bit shite. So in my head, I thought, Merchant City Medical is probably folded. And right. it's a new company. Right. That's uh -huh. what I thought. Mm -hmm. And plus I asked, where was Paul? And they said he left. So that's where my head went to. Right, okay. Oh, and by the way, we're knowing the we're knowing the place 
that you used to be were in a new location right so they gave us address and right. address and i went in yesterday i went into this building right this fucking random building in glasgow that is a hair transplant company walked up to the woman at the desk and i was like ah, it's all new staff in here where's paul even she done that paul's left did uh, she hi i was like all right i walked in uh -huh. so i had my joggies on and stuff and I walked in and the guy was like talking to me about treatment and he was like one thing i did notice that was weird is he was sitting at a computer and he was like that but he didn't really look like he was <laughs> he was doing anything right just it, it looked like he keys? was like fake titan right so he's okay. like yeah i see you you had your treatment i see you done this i seen you done that and i was like yeah and then he checked my hair and he was like, I see that your hair transplant is failing and you're losing hair. What? And I was like, I don't think I'm losing hair, mate. I'm very happy with my hair transplant. Uh -huh. And he's like, yeah, but the parts that you didn't get your transplant done to, you're starting to go bald there. So that was a red flag. Right. And then he started talking about this treatment that you get. They take your blood out you and then they take uh, your plasma I think it's called plasma uh -huh. for your blood uh -huh. and then they inject it into your scalp it causes hair growth and he's like you would need to get that done and it'll be like three thousand pounds so i'm sitting there thinking this is a lot of shit mm -hmm. something's happened here Aye, something's going on here i another that i've not got that money mate so i need to go and check my finances and see what's happening and i'll get back in touch with you mm -hmm. proper fucking looking for a deposit on the spot or was he Aye. how much he never, he never gave us a number, but he right. was. They were fucking ready to go with the, with my they were details. Ready to your blood and all that. Aye. So I went outside, went for a Nando's, sitting in Nando's, and I'm like, do you know what? I feel really bad for Paul. Paul's a good guy. He's been very kind to me. Mm -hmm. Text Paul. Paul, I'm really sorry to hear about your business, mate. That's shit that you've folded. Um, I hope everything's all right. Mm -hmm. Do you know what he texts back? What? What are you talking about? I'm in the office. He's like, what do you mean you're in the office? And he's like, I'm sitting in the office having a coffee. Sent him the email and he's like, ah, that's not my company, you mad cunt. That's a different fucking hair transplant company. How, how did they get your email? I do not know. Right. So I've went into this random hair transplant company that I've never had any work from. I've never spoke to. I was on the verge of giving them thousands of pounds. And I just thought, like, what the fuck happened there? I think I was trying to get uh, conned. They were trying mm. to bump us at a Aye. Well, if, I mean, it sounds to me like a very, very suspect way of selling a service. Like, it sounds like that if he's like, they're a hair trans, they're another hair transplant company. I don't think they're trying to bump you out of money. Yeah. But they're definitely poaching on Paul's clients mm -hmm. and they're definitely practicing some strange fucking business practices and if that's what they're doing then no wonder they're on board he'll just be like if anybody comes in and mentions belch society medical or paul you just need to be like oh he's left and we all we've just took over his business or whatever like that but mate what the fuck man surely this guy paul's going to be gone and putting boss i don't think he'll be happy no I so i cancelled a full fucking day to go in there and do that and then it wasn't until I finished my meal, I thought, wait a minute, what the fuck was that? That was weird. 
So I nearly get bu- bumped off a random business. I like Glasgow. the <laughs> sitting pure. I just take a seat, Darren. I'll be waiting two wee seconds. Like, yes, yes. You got your hair transplant two years ago. Paul left two years ago, and I was like, Paul never left two years ago. Did it feel good when he was pulling your hair? Aye, it felt really good. You have a job. I've always got a half a job. <laughs> it was quite, I couldn't help but laugh. I was like, ah, if you see Paul tell him I was asking for him, then I text him and he's like, ah, you're fucking crackpot. I'm in the office. Fuck's sake. What a fucking, that's dodgy as fuck, mate. Listen, don't, don't just go to random buildings in Glasgow off the back of an email, mate, please. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> Walked in with a full joggy on, my full tracksuit on, getting my steps in. All right, troops. <laughs> been like, I bet he's been like to stuff. Like, um, the guy's an actor. Like, big time. This is it. This is the big time clients coming in the day. Be professional. Kid on your typing on your. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> your typing Aye. on your keyboards, but. We're definitely going to get a big, big fucking order out of this. Aye. And he turned up with your weighted vest and you fucking drag you over. All right. Bottle of juice. <laughs> Bottle of Lucasid. Mental. That's fucking craziness, man. That's absolute insanity, mate. I just couldn't believe the surrealness of the situation. Aye, mate. I'm, I used to do sales. Like, I'm a salesman's worst nightmare. I can, I can see it coming before they're even pitching. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this is a sales pitch. Here we go. And they're, they're absolute pathetic attempts at closing sales as well. I'll just be sitting there like, you're actually fucking shite at this. Yeah. It, it frustrates me because to quote the name of a book, to sell is human, mate. All you need to do is be a human being. You don't need to be a fucking, see that, clapping hands and rubbing your hands at the prospect of a sale and the way that they used to do it like arnold clark and the hard sell and door knockers putting their foot in the door and blah 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 mate that's all done man you just all you need to do is be a nice guy yeah and just be like see all that like as well do you know what i kind of go when you go and you're talking to people or like um I had a guy come here, right? I'll tell you a story about this. Now, this guy fucking stalked me. I ended up sending my text message going, mate, fuck off and delete my number. I was trying to be nice to the guy, but... Sorry, was that a client? No, I went unrated to people. I was trying to find somebody to come and decorate this room. And I ended up doing it myself. Did a beautiful job. You did. You um, but I had this guy come, and he, he already had my back up. He was half English. And see that pure half English, half Scottish accent? Well, they've got the English accent, but they're saying I and no. I can't go that, mate. Just, I'm like, <laughs> xenophobic <laughs> as fuck. No, but he had a really annoying accent. Half London, half Essex, half Glaswegian, and I was just like, oh. And he had a, what's that fucking, what are they wax jackets called? The Bobber or something like that? You, you ever seen one of them? I don't they're think like, so. Google it. What's it? I'll find the name of the... My, like basically like guys that work outdoors wear them they're pure hyper waterproof what are they called again um it's a wax jacket but it's um uh oh i yeah i barbore jacket like fucking fox hunting jackets uh-huh. he'd one of them on and they've got a smell because you put the wax onto them to keep them waterproof so they've got like a sort of smell to them that 
triggers my fucking flight or fight or flight response. But the guy came in and he was doing this thing, right? Which was I was like, I was just trying to be sound. Like, just be like, see, whenever I go and buy a car or anything like that, I'm just sound to them and I'll just say to them, listen, mate, do me a favor, no fucking about, go to your manager, get me the best deal that you can. And if it's if I want it, I'll take it. And see if I don't, there's nothing that you can say. There'll be no convincing me with e-services and blah, blah, blah. Just, we're going to have a straightforward conversation. Here's what I want. Go and find me the best deal that you can do on it. Put it in front of me and that'll be it. It'll be an iron off. Trying just to be sound. Don't waste any cunt's time. Can't be bothered with cunts that come in. Used to get people that would come into the shop when I was selling broadband and phones where they would constantly come in for a coat. Mm-hmm. And I would just end up being like, you got, is there any way that you're going to take this? And they're like, no, I just want to know prices. i will be like, go to the website, mate. Because you're wasting my time and I've got money to make. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's actually like taking time with my guys when I was managing. I'd be like, don't fucking waste our time, mate. It's the worst thing you could date a salesman's waste his time. But anyway, fucking gonna have a tangent. I just try and be sound to cunts. The guy came in and I was just like, look, mate, here's what I want. Just tell me the cost. And he was doing that thing where he was like, <sighs> stroking his chin, looking about the room. Do you know what I mean? And I was just like, ah, mate, I don't need any of this. What's your number? And he was like, well, I'm going to need to do this to this guy. I was like, I don't give a fuck what you need to do, mate. I don't care. But you don't need to explain to me what needs to get done in this room. I know how to paint a fucking wall. Mm-hmm. I just told you what I want. Just tell me the price. And he sat down and he pulled a fucking calculator out of this fucking wax jacket. <laughs> and he had, a, he had a pencil like like that behind his ear. He started going on his calculator. And I actually went, are you fucking kidding me on? And he was pure... I'm just, I'm just doing some sums, and I was like, surely, surely, mate, like, do you do this every day? I was like, surely you just take a look at this room, and you look at what I'm, I've told you what I want, and you just come up with a fucking number. Tell me what the number is. And he eventually told me what the number was, and I was like, no, too high. And he went, well, how about, I was like, we're done, mate. Yeah. We're done. And he was pure, well, wait a minute. And I was like, I'm not here to negotiate. I said this to you right before. Don't. Start with a number and bring it down, blah. None of that reverse psychology is going to work with me, mate. A day sales, I'm a psychologist. I'm just telling you, give me your number. Which, what's your best price? And if it's an I or an O, and it's an O. So there's a the door. And see for like six weeks, mate, every other day, my phone would go and it was him. And I'd get a WhatsApp. How about if I did this? What about if I did that? And I was just like, mate, I actually just, like I said, I sent him a text and just gone, gonna fuck off and delete my number, mate. It's just like, you don't need to be a prick about stuff. Yeah. You can just be all right. And if somebody, if you're a salesman and you're listening to this and somebody goes, God, give me your bottom number so I don't want to waste my time or your time, why then waste the person's fucking time? Why not yeah. just go, what is the rock bottom I can do here? And just give them it instead. Of be, like, I'll do that with podcasts, mate. I don't think I've ever had anybody come into this room and leave and no book in. And I think it's just because I'm sound. I'm just like, look, mate, there's no negotiating on my, my, my number. Yeah. I don't know you. You're not getting a discount. So here's my numbers. Don't ask for a discount because you're not getting it. And they know what they're getting. Mm-hmm. What, what did you say that term was to be human? To sell as human. To sell as human? No, to sell as human. Oh, to sell as human. It's by a guy called Dan Pink. And the guy's a fucking genius. To sell as human. Mm-hmm. And it's about how... All of the old school sales techniques that you ever get told are just all bullshit and that we live in an age 
It was written about 10 years ago, but it's basically like the internet has been the great equaliser for salesmen because you can no longer con people uh -huh. because they will go to the internet and they will drag you <laughs> if you yeah. do con them. But also they know how much this service costs now. Like back in the day, you'd probably get somebody walking in that was quite ignorant to like, how much does this cost? I don't really know how much this type of motor costs. And you could be like putting a couple of grand on it and ripping them off. And they're just like, oh, that's very reasonable. But see now with internet, like everybody knows how much shit costs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I knew that I could get this room painted for less than two grand. That's what the guy quoted me to paint this room, mate. Two grand. Look at the size of this room. That's disgusting. Two mate. grand. And he was saying it would take him a week. A and week. I'd, I'd done it myself three days. Mate, you could give my alky uncle a bag of cans and he'd date in fucking 10 hours. <laughs> like, two grand is disgusting. Mate, I got a guy, I got a Polish guy to renovate a flat in Shettleston for me in like 2006, 2007 for like eight grand. A full, and that was fitting a kitchen, <laughs> a bathroom, <laughs> laminate flaring. That was everything. And the guy lived in the house for nearly two weeks. Amazing. And it was eight grand. And the cunt wanted that for, to paint this wee fucking room. He was doing all that. Ooh, like, ooh, mm, that would. Mm. I'm just like, do you know what, mate? You can get to fuck. Get to people fuck. like that, they won't ever really be successful businessmen because they, they, they're they just still stuck in this sort of like, I want to milk it for every fucking penny that I can get out of you. And they think they know better than you. And it's just ridiculous, mate. It's so yeah. fucking ridiculous. Hope he doesn't listen, man. Just bust the poor cunt's bubble. No, I mean, it's true. I would never really... I try to apply that to my life as a, a person. I've never really thought about it as a business. But I'm just like, treat people the way that I'd like to get treated. Don't bullshit them. You kind of see what you... What you see is what you get. And if you don't like it, then it's not my problem. Aye. If, one, I'll, we can wrap up on this, right? We've done, a, we've done an hour and two. One of the funniest things that I've ever done was I coached a young guy one time in Curry's. Or it was maybe Dixon's, but I was taking my ex-girlfriend's auntie to buy a laptop. Mm -hmm. And I'd done all my research, so I knew what she was going to get. And we took her into Dixon's or Curry's or whatever the fuck it was back in the day before they went under. Uh, and I went to the guy, I'm looking for one of these. And showed him it on my phone or took him to the shelf, I don't remember. I think, oh, no, we went to the shelf and I was like, it's one of these ones here, mate. And he went away and he came back and he was like, oh, we don't have any of that in stock. And he just looked, looked at me for like a second and then just turned around to walk away. And I went, eh, do you know what I recommend an alternative for me, mate? And he was pure, well, aye, this one's like only an extra 50 quid, but you get like a better processor. And I was like, we'll buy one of them. And when we went to the counter, I was like, by the way, mate, I'm a sales manager. And he was pure, all right. And I was like, don't ever do that. See if somebody you don't have what the person wants, don't just turn around and walk away, mate. Just recommend an alternative if they say not yet it's all right yeah but aye and i was just like coaching and the guy behind the counter was just sort of like oh what, what was that like interested <laughs> <laughs> and i was like well i i and the fucking was just like i just coaching your fucking sales staff like if you get a job an extra job aye do you want to pay me for my half hour that i've just spent with your staff you know the basics of how to sell that's mad isn't it madness mate is there anything else you'd like to say before we yeah, go? I'd just be rambling shit if I did so. Before we go, I want to punt a gig. I am at... <coughs> where am I? I am at East Kilbride next week. At the Village Theatre. And tickets are selling really well. And it's done brilliant. But as always, 
I won't announce this on my social media. There's a website called Sea Tickets, and we're doing a deal. I think there's maybe 20 tickets or something. If you want to come along in anybody's skin, use the code 2 for 1, and you'll get 2 for 1 tickets. So, oh, amazing. Aye. That's East Bride next week. What's the date? What mate, day? I, I don't even know what fucking month it is, mate. What day is it? It's Saturday, I'm sure. I think it's Saturday. It's Saturday of next week, so that's Saturday the 8th of October. Yes. And I'll have a support act as well. <laughs> so that'll be good. Amazing, mate. Um, a punter got in touch with the podcast last time about the free tickets at the gig. Uh-huh, I they? gave them away. Oh, uh, did you? So they said they'll be back at the next one. They better be paying next time, but... Aye. Aye. I'll do that again, by the way. If anybody's skint or anybody's no been to the show, get in touch. Gives a rating on the podcast. Shows that you've rated the podcast and I'll give you two tickets. Aye, put in your nudes group chat with your, your fucking dirty dog mates. Mm. Send a screenshot. Send a screenshot, aye. aye. So there we go. And it can't be any guys, it has to be babes. No kidding on it. It's anybody, anybody that's <laughs> <laughs> anybody that's skint. Right, so on that note, thank you to Michael Burns for the sponsorship. His details are up on the screen at the beginning of the podcast. And that's all I've got to say, mate. We'll see you next week. I'll see you soon, mate. Awesome. Beautiful. We're stopped. <laughs> no. <laughs>